and welcome to Not So Peter Priest's podcast, the podcast where a gay veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon Church. If you want to reach us, we are on Instagram at Not So Peter Priesthood. And you can email us at Not So Peter Priesthood at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy! Bye! how it's gonna go but we're here we're ready we're gonna have it we're gathered together today do you have opening exercises and (laughs) um (laughs) welcome welcome. you're gonna give us the opening what is it the benediction yeah yeah there's the benediction and there's the the benedictions at the end and there's the invocation Mm. thank you Welcome to language studies with Jake. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was always on the those programs, the invocation. My first calling when I was married was to do the ward bulletin. Mm, that's my mom's calling. Yeah. No. Yeah, she does the ward bulletin. She she has to ask people to do the prayers, and then she has to then she does the like the bulletin boards on the outs on the. Oh, cute. She hates it now because she's had it forever. She's like, "Mm, give me something else. (laughs) She's been asking to be released, and they just won't do it. They won't do it. Because she's just too good at it, obviously, too. Obviously. Mine was easy. I literally made a template, and they would email me, like, what everybody was doing in the announcements, and I would just go, plunk, plunk, plunk. That's probably why they gave it to me, because it took me, like, ten minutes to do it. The initial setting it up, it took me, like, an hour to, like, make the template, and then I just was, like, click, 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 click every week. (laughs) Oh. They have, like, an app now that they just, like, you can connect with your ward, and, like, you can communicate with your yeah. ward through the app now and so weird to me because the grandmothers and grandfathers do they don't hand out the bulletin as you walk into sacrament meeting yeah huh. that's a good point weird, weird. anyway there's always the oldest people in the ward that are doing that <laughs> gotta keep everybody busy no time to think for yourselves mm-hmm. folks yeah mm. <laughs> hot coffee hot coffee <laughs> sinful because you just said you just said how you just said something against the church so you the hot coffee hot coffee <laughs> Jesus burned God, my yeah. tongue <laughs> <laughs> um well <laughs> listeners won't be able to see this but this is the picture in the front oh my god that's you <laughs> me <laughs> listeners there's the most 90 version of dusty oh ever is that like oh. a blue background and then like a yeah it's like the blue wavy background and then and she's got like, bangs and she's got she, yeah that's i got a gap between glorious. my teeth it's glorious <laughs> this is 12 year old dustin wow oh oh my god all right we'll just put that back in there <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining uh, us on no <laughs> Yeah, yeah my, so. my mom uh, made us, like, started scrapbooks because she found a bunch of pictures of us. Oh and so God. she started scrapbooks for each child. And I got to I gotta help put them together, I guess. It's like it's a project. I'm like, I don't want to – I didn't sign up for this, but sure. Oh. And then um, – so I've been seeing, like, 
pictures like that of me and like no no let's not let's not no. resurrect that no <laughs> like i was so cute until like nine and then it was just such a mess until like senior year of high school yeah. like just it was a lot i had, had long arms and legs <laughs> and like it was very awkward and gangly and had like a really yeah braces helped a little bit uh, yeah not being the size of like a two by four eventually helped a lot too. <laughs> uh, just nothing. Real thin, just nothing. Real thin. Straight up real and thin. down. And yeah. I was, I, I don't know. I feel like I was an ugly duckling until like <laughs> after my mission. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> with all my love and my heart, I would agree with that. <laughs> you have like, the most extreme Exmo glow up I've ever seen. So. <laughs> <Why>, thank you. <laughs> With all my undying love <laughs> to you. <laughs> I was a cute kid, though, but, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pictures I've seen of you as a kid, so cute. I think everybody's a cute kid, though. There's not too many, like, ugly little kids. You know, That's not true. I know a few, actually. <laughs> so, I mean, they're not going to listen to this, but, like, my sister's best friend uh, growing up, <laughs> all growing up, she was gorgeous. Like, she's uh, half Native American and, like... Um, and she's, oh, man, she was like, everybody had a crush on her, like fucking stunning. And then yeah. she married like this loser <laughs> from high school. And I mean, he was all right looking and but she had like all these gorgeous boyfriends before him. And then she marries him. And then she had kids that were just, they definitely took after him and it's not, it's very unfortunate. We were just, the only reason I brought this up is because uh, <laughs> I had this conversation last night because uh, my sister was talking about her. Anyway, that's so hilarious. That's so hilarious. My kids are adorable. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they got the best of me and my husband, I think. So yeah. we'll, well see how the teenage years go. Spit image of your husband. So no, it's crazy. <laughs> like <a> carbon copy. <laughs> like there's literally no question, no doubt that he is. No, no DNA test required. That is his kid. <laughs> Holy, I know. They just have like different colored hair and that's it. Mm-hmm. And like he even has his mannerisms. It's very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um so yeah, like how I'm like delaying what we're talking about today. Uh-huh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm excited because I don't have to do anything. I just get to <laughs> sit back and feel the horror. Just feel the horror. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like sitting on this silly blanket and it's making me all crazy. Okay, hi. How's it going? Okay. Hi. Today, <laughs> I found <laughs> my personal progress book <laughs> from um, Young Women's. And listeners, Dusty held up the cover for me, and I'm getting, like, what is that, um, secondary, like, secondary trauma, embarrassment for it, and also, like, my sister's always had those, so I'm very aware of personal progress, but it was always, like, this big secret, like, this kind of like a, like a, my sister, well, at least the one older, just older than me, would never let me like look at it or touch it, or it was very much just like that's mine. <laughs> yeah, like you become very like mine's very worn, so clearly I like carried it everywhere with me. I remember trying to like tuck it into like my scripture case. I don't know. 
uh, uh, I also found <laughs> the journal that they gave to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is blank, except for the first page. Which actually kind of surprises me, because I thought you would have, like, all your... I think because I'm such an feelings in there. team that I didn't <laughs> want to put like my I hate everyone thoughts into a journal that had the Salt Lake Temple on it is probably yeah. what it was. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Um, uh, but yeah, the first page. This, this <laughs> oh my god, this is twelve-year-old Dusty. Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Guys, <laughs> bear with me because I am so embarrassed. Okay, my hopes and future goals is to go to University in Edmonton. Who the okay. fuck I hate Edmonton? <laughs> <laughs> Become rich and famous, marry a gorgeous man, and have mad cute kids. I mean, you did some of that. <laughs> <laughs> mad cute kids. <laughs> like how, <laughs> how, like, 2000 is that? Oh, my God. Mad cute. Oh, my God. Oh, I mean, my little sister has started saying sexy hot, so I guess that's kind of, like, similar. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> that's the only page in my Salt Lake Temple journal. That's your goal, is to go to university at, in Edmonton. What was the other stuff? Become there rich was, and famous. Uh, I mean... Not, not with any plan as to what I was going to do <laughs> to become what? rich and famous. <laughs> Very gorgeous man. I did that the second yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> and have mad cute kids. I have yeah. the cutest kids. So you, so. you know, you've accomplished some of it. Dusty, twelve-year-old Dusty would be mostly proud. <laughs> no, she would be proud. Well, girl Dusty would probably be horrified that I'm sitting here drinking coffee. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Six-year-old Dusty would be like, "Yeah, bitch, get it." <laughs> oh, hold on, one second. Yeah, so I know that they redid the personal progress several times since I've been a teen. So I will just let you guys know that this is... (laughs) I'm so old. This is the uh, revised 1990 edition. Oh. But I think that one was around for a long time before they revised it. So I think it'll still ring true. I think it'll still... (laughs) Most people... I'm sure there's a few listeners that have been on the new program, but... Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, like, when I was in Young Women, they hadn't updated the motto yet, so. Oh. Can you explain what the Personal Progress Program is to listeners that might not know? <laughs> so, personal pro- so the boys did scouts, right? Like, you did Cub Scouts and yeah. all that up until. I never did, but, you know, you it's didn't fine. Do it. no. there I was an uh, honorary tenderfoot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's so perfect. Um, <laughs> that was a point of shame for me for so many years. You didn't get your Eagle Scout? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, okay. I do not poop in the woods. I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> I am not a nerd. <laughs> Oh my god! I remember when my cousin got his Eagle Scout, and everybody was like so proud of him. And I was like, "Cool, cool story." Well, and a lot of that is like the parents do it for them anyway. Like, 
Yeah. Not not so much where I grew up because it's such a like like it's just part of life, like hunting and camping and fishing. We were just talking about this. About yeah. how it's like yeah. Like there's a kill wall on my elementary school wall of all the kids that they've hunted things. Oh Jesus. It's a weird place in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised Idaho doesn't have something like that here Oh, here. I'm sure somewhere it does, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so the boys had scouts, and so they created a program for the young women um, called Personal Progress to create us. Let me see if it has, like, a... Hold on. I did flip through this, and then I blocked it all out because... (laughs) So I'll um, read you part of the... (laughs) I'll read you part of the intro. All right, everybody. Mm. (laughs) As a a daughter of God in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you are part of a great and wonderful worldwide sisterhood that includes every young woman in every stake and branch throughout the entire world. Prophets have said that your birth at this particular time was foreordained in the eternities for a sacred and glorious purpose. Jesus. Why? Why is it always every generation has been preordained? Like, mm-hmm. we've been the chosen yeah. generation for 150 years. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, it's like, uh, you're not just, it's, um, what is that? The, like, it, it's creating this, like, network of sisterhood, you know, and, like, making it mm-hmm. sound like you have this, like, bond with all these bond. other women. And yeah. So it's making you extra special, which is fine, but, like, it's also, like... It's a cult tactic to make you feel tactic. better and more special than other people that are other than you, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, ugh. It's just very flowery language, too. Like It's, it's just very, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, I already feel gross. I know. Um, so <laughs> and I didn't I, even go through this, but... <laughs> As you participate in personal progress, you join with thousands of other young women who are increasing their powerful influence for good. Learn to make the young women values a part of your life. They are a guide that will help you come unto Christ, and you will stand as a witness for Christ at all times and in all things and in all places. God. Okay, so, and I keep thinking about how this creates this whole narrative in a young woman's brain of like, oh, I'm empowered, and I'm able to do these things, but then you get to relieve society and you get to like the certain point and you're like, Oh, but my voice doesn't matter. Like I yeah. actually don't matter in the church. Yeah. They actually don't want me to be at the table. They don't want me to have any decisions. I have to defer to my husband. It's, it's a, uh, it's very deceptive. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. And very much like I'll, I'll go through this with you and kind of like talk about like the goals and stuff. It's very, um, it's very much preparatory for you being a mother oh. and, not much else like gross yeah um whereas like with the scout program they prepare you for um getting lost in the wilderness and getting, getting lost in the wilderness and, <laughs> which is apparently all the boys do too like that's very problematic too i'm like um yeah, it is. I, I you said i'm gonna shit in the woods i do like to camp and hike but i'm not like I do that on my own terms, you know, it's not like I'm like, oh, let me go get lost in the fucking woods for a little bit. And then I'll, um, I'll, uh, you know, just for funsies, <laughs> I've been funsies. lost in the woods yeah. and that is not, not fun. fun. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. And the 
sun goes down and you're lost and you don't know where you are, that's fucking terrifying. And maybe if I were a scout, I would have known what to do. But <laughs> anyway, I, I'd just stand there and cry, honestly. So, oh. um, <laughs> so I'm not going to recite the theme unless you really want me to, because I probably still have it memorized. I mean, do you want me to stand up and do recite I want the theme? do I want to re-traumatize you? Let's see. Oh, <laughs> 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 I'll, I'll just it's fine. Just do it. Just cool. do it. I know that the listeners, you know, most of our listeners are women and have probably been through this. And they're probably reciting it in their heads as you. Probably. Anyway. So. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. And like I said, this is the 1990 version, so it doesn't have the. They added two more. Isn't like vir- values. Oh. Virtue? No. Yeah, virtue is yeah. one, and. What was the? I know that I remember the matting that. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah, so I don't have those, and I never memorized that. That's how That's how many years old I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <clears throat> the young woman's name. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we are daughters of our Heavenly Father who loves us, and we love him. We will stand as witnesses of God at all times and in all things and in all places as we strive to live the young women values, which are faith, divine nature, individual worth, knowledge, choice and accountability, good works, and integrity. Did you see me doing that from memory? Mm-hmm. We believe as we come to accept and act upon these values, we will be prepared to make and keep sacred covenants, receive the ordinances of the temple, and enjoy the blessings of exaltation. That is something in there, too. I think it was something about, oh, no, it's out of my brain now. They did add something into that last little bit, too. So there's two values, and then they added something to the last little. Mm. <laughs> Talk about, and you guys uh, would recite that every every sunday we'd all stand up at the beginning of young women's and we would recite the theme and then we would sit down it was like looking back on it fucking cult (laughs) let's brainwash these girls into thinking oh these are the only things the only things that make you valuable to god yeah and i'm 37 years old and still could have recited that whole thing from memory i was just reading it to make sure i didn't like stumble over my words and start crying (laughs) (laughs) but like it's in do you know how much brain space i could use if i could get rid of stuff like that like you probably wouldn't have to take book notes probably i could just (laughs) like oh yeah i totally remember that book (laughs) could not remember the name of the main character of the book we just read but i can recite the young woman's theme from memory Anyway, you could probably like speak another language too. I mean, you could speak French better than I do, though. probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's days where I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's such a like. I hate this. Why am I trying? To, why am I going to say this word? Fertile time. Like it's like a very like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very uh, developmentally like. Yeah. And that's why they do it for women, especially, and for, you know, youth, for them to ingrain this in you. So, like, that's why we teach little kids their ABCs by singing the song over and over. Like, it's a time where your brain puts those things away, right? You're like a little sponge. And um, something that, like, Katie and Sarah were talking about on their podcast, um, I think in this last episode, well, (laughs) <laughs> in their uh, closing hole, closable holes episode, which was <laughs> fantastic. I think it goes into the, their um, one of their best episodes ever. Anyway, um, my top five <laughs> for sure. I 
listeners, I was listening to it while drinking a water and <laughs> became a fountain. There was, yeah. oh my God, it was so funny. So if you have not listened to it, I don't, yeah, go listen to it. Um, but she, <laughs> they were talking about primary and how like they have those little stools to like help you yeah. prepare to speak in church. I and had a moment too at the same time of like, grooming. like it's all just like a grooming tactic to like grooming you to be in Sunday or into a sacrament meeting. Way. Yeah. Like it's set up the same way, the same. Th- I know. I had a moment of like, holy shit. I hadn't thought of it that way, and then they they pointed that out, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> like from but, the beginning, you are being programmed to do things in a certain way at a certain time over and over over like oh my god yeah i was listening yeah. to it and i was like oh, yeah. oh no <laughs> but this is just another thing and it's um separating you for also separating you from um like you're you're with your peers mm-hmm. and so you have to act like you you're gonna act accordingly you're not yeah. gonna disrupt the you know the way things are you can't be like if you feel weird about it you can't be like um this feels weird and culty even if that is something how you feel inside yeah everybody else is doing it your friends are doing it. your peers are all yeah. standing up and reciting this thing so yeah and like I've always had like really bad anxiety like even as a child I was a very anxious worried child all the time and so rather than like addressing that it was constantly well let's have Dusty talk in sacrament meeting she needs to get over this and I was constantly called upon to like sing in sacrament meeting speak in sacrament meeting like it was just sitting in church gave me anxiety just because I was like just waiting for the next thing to be dumped on me right oh yeah see um I just it's funny because um, I'm taking abnormal psychology and you we're just I just read about anxiety and there's a this was more for phobias but like there's like a like treatments for anxiety is well, for phobias is exposure therapy, and that's what I yeah. was thinking of. It's like maybe they're doing exposure therapy to you, which is not how you no. do with anxious yeah. people. <laughs> no, not. like I was like really shy, so I got put into a lot of like singing. Like I was put in choirs, and I was put into like singing groups, and yeah, even oh, see, even I was... after thinking about it, I, I like feel that like pit in my stomach of being on stage and singing with all the lights on me. Ugh. Yeah, I was painfully shy too, but I just I just avoided it as much as possible. <laughs> but I don't, I never, for some reason, they didn't do that to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's good in a way because I can act extroverted and like be in crowds. I mean, it drains the, part, the shit yeah. out of me, and I'm like not okay for like a couple of days after. But I. Yeah, until I'm, like, comfortable with people, and then I'm just like, bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's no a way. funny story. Like, Wait, that's a traumatic <laughs> happening in your life. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> uh, it was funny at the time. But it was a hearing story of me as a child. <laughs> Anyways, so all the values have a scripture reference, which I will not go into. Oh. Um, So they have a definition. So faith is, I am a daughter of Heavenly Father who loves me, and I will have faith in his eternal plan, which centers in Jesus Christ, my Savior. And then every value has a color. So faith is white. I remember this, yeah. Mm -hmm. By nature is blue. Individual worth is red. Knowledge is green. Choice and accountability is orange. Good works is yellow. And purple for integrity. 
I mean, so. they couldn't make it like a rainbow. <laughs> I mean, if you no. like did it a certain way, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, do you remember like the medallion? Like it was a white medallion that had like the torch on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what you got when you went into Young Women's, and then as you progress through. Oh, that's young you, women's. So every young, every, everybody yeah. gets that, and then yeah, everybody gets that. And then as you like, so you go through the first part of of young women's year, your beehive. So you have beehive one and beehive two, and if you complete everything in beehive one and beehive two, then you get a little medallion, a gold medallion that looks like. Is this what it looks like? Let me just double check before I lie. Yes. So it looks like a little girl praying. So you got like a gold medallion to wear on a necklace to being like, I completed my beehive one and two. And now I wear this gold medallion necklace every Sunday. So everybody knows and is aware that I did accomplish it. Right. They stopped doing that, though. I think a few years after, like I graduated, I think they stopped giving out the medallions because it became too expensive, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, um, they're billion dollar. <laughs> they can't provide, just provide them for the wards. <laughs> no, of course not. And like, yeah. So, but yeah. So you get a medallion after Beehive. Wonder, you get a medallion after My Maids, and then you get one after Laurels, which was like the top of the top, right? It's such yeah. an MOM. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, and I also think of um, it's like it's a showy thing, so it's like um. Look at me, look what I did. And also it's uh, if you're, it can become like a shame thing for people that haven't accomplished that. Yeah, like look at her. She's 16 and she owns a beehive necklace. Mm, What's wrong with her? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Makes me think of, this is like kind of probably simplifying it, but it's like the the Dr. Seuss thing with uh, the guys with the stars on the bellies you remember yeah stars on stars or whatever and then bellies on stars and those with knots yeah 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 true yeah yeah um so yeah it has like a whole rundown like beehive is ages 12 and 13 they have a mission statement and a scripture reference oh what's the mission statement a beehive becomes a young woman of truth as she follows the promptings of the Holy Ghost, seeks truth, and strives to live and share it. Ugh. Okay, so I'm having... Um, <laughs> my niece is... Let's see, 11? No. She's going to be 11 this year. So oh, okay. she's going into... Now they go into young women's... The start 11. of the year, yeah. They don't wait until you turn 12 anymore. It's If you're turning 12 in that calendar year, they put you in. It's very strange. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so she's, uh, she'll be 11 this year, so she's going into Young Women's next January. Does that sound yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she was talking about it last night, because I saw her last night, and she was all excited about it. And I was like, Ugh. Well, they do make it seem like such a special thing. Like, you're yeah. not in anymore you're growing up you get to do you get to go to young women's and yeah 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 my neighbor's little girl just started going to achievement days and i'm is, like is that where you have to work through the personal primary programs? no oh. that's they do it for primary girls now too so like oh eight nine ten eleven i think they have achievement days it's like in an afternoon at the church Ew. yeah but it's only like i think she said it's like a 45 minute activity that they do together 
yeah, it's weird. I was like, cool. <laughs> How do you feel about that? And she was like, eh. <laughs> so they have even more. So you like, cause I can remember, I feel like, I don't know. In my memory, primary was like more just like, oh, you just go like, it's more fun, yeah. you know? And it's not like as a kid, you're just like, oh, this, you get to sing and we get to play, you know, and do all yeah. and have and now it's like now they have achievement days that make it like oh let's indoctrinate them even more (laughs) i think it happened because like boys start cubs at eight right they start going to cubs on tuesday it was always tuesday afternoons was cubs at the church Mm -hmm. and so i think there was it was that whole like well what do we do with the girls like it's an obvious lacking in doing anything with the girls so they started achievement days and they would do i think it was like wednesday's afternoon at the church or something Mm -hmm. yeah so, yeah, it's <laughs> my cute little kid handwriting in this, though, is like, Aww. it hasn't changed much, but <laughs> cute. Um, so what what are the things you have to do with, as a beehive? Is so that... here's some, it's a whole, okay, there is a whole list of like, what? Just drop stuff out of it. Of value experiences. So what you need to do is you need to choose two value experiences from each value. (laughs) Wait, you choose what? And choose two? From the value of faith, you have to choose two value experiences. And they give you options of what you can do. And you have to do two for each of the values. Hmm. And because I was such a keener, some of them, I did three or four. Ooh, overachiever. Wow. <laughs> you are more spiritual than others. <laughs> I really was. Such I a spiritual was, child you were. I was just, you'll see a change in, in the coming up pages, though. <laughs> <laughs> but the kind of cute thing about it is, um, like, it has, like, my personal history so it has like my birthday and my birthplace was Calgary General Hospital. Like, um, and it has like my parents' full names. But then it says um, I was named by my dad on July 7th in the Creston Rose Chapel 12th Ward in Calgary, Alberta. <laughs> so, yeah. I like to wear pretty dresses. Like, it's just so. Oh, there's so, there's like an innocence to it. Yes, it's just so cute that like, oh, I don't know. It's just cute. But yeah, um, the temple is very important to me. Like, it's just cute little kid things mm-hmm. that seem so innocent until you see how it's like, like manipulated into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's laying like, the groundwork for the break brain control yeah. <laughs> brainwashing like my first value experience was number five earn some money and donate it to your ward mission fund as a 12 year old as a 12 year old that's what oh. i did i earned some money i have no details in here i'm sure i was supposed to write that in my journal and mm. then i donated it to the ward mission fund um <laughs> the second one i did Every day for two weeks, think of what you would like to talk to Heavenly Father about. What problems do you need help with? They might be areas such as finding out if the Book of Mormon is true, doing oh, better, Jesus. cool, 
making friends, or getting along better with family members. Strive to listen for and follow the promptings of the spirit. Do what you feel is right. Share your experiences with your parents or your young women's leader and record your feelings in your journal. <laughs> like, oh. it's so problematic that, like, pray, like, you have confirmation bias. This book is telling you that the Book of Mormon is true, but then telling you to pray and ask of the book. Like, it's just so... Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, some of the other ones I didn't do was like to ask two converts what made them join the church. Could you imagine me going up to people and being like, "Hey, <laughs> tell me <laughs> this." this? <laughs> yeah, with the help of your parents or young women leader, choose a less active young woman in your class or ward that you oh, can help Lord. fellowship. Oh, oh, it starts at twelve years old. And for at least two weeks, remember her in your prayers. Invite her to go to activities with you. Make opportunities to see her during the day if you attend the same school. Or do anything else you feel appropriate to let her know you care about her. Continue to be her friend and report your experience to your parents or young women's leader. Oh, my God. I hate that so much. (laughs) Like, well... Okay, so that just sets up this mentality of like, oh, I got to help these people because they're, mm. but also the whole thing, it, I got really uncomfortable when it was like, just do this for two weeks and then you're done. But yeah, and then it squeezes, continue to be her friend. Like, you know, only though if she like continues to come to church, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Only if you're successful in fellowshipping her or whatever, but then like, if you don't, if you aren't, you know, then whatever. You yeah. fulfilled this thing, this little yeah. check mark. Yeah, and then I've got my signatures, my mom, my mom's beautiful handwriting. Oh, so pretty. She signed off on it. My young women's leader signed off on it. So I was going to ask who signs off on those. Yeah, your parents and parents then your... or other, and then young women leader. So. Oh, okay. Okay, so the the next goal is divine nature. I have inherited divine qualities which I will strive to develop. Um, so the ones I chose (laughs) 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 learn to be obedient to your parents (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) for for one week (laughs) oh just one week Make a special effort to do what your parents ask of you the first time they ask. (laughs) During a second week, do your assigned jobs without having to be reminded. Jeez. (laughs) I feel like a parent wrote this thinking, ah, I'm going to remember when my kid wouldn't. It's about 12 years old when they started rebelling and having their own minds and opinions. Right. So let's just do this. Squash it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the other one I chose. <laughs> oh, God, I'm crying. Okay. <laughs> Observe your mother. Write a letter telling her of the qualities you admire in her. Ask her to help you improve one of these qualities in yourself during the next two weeks. After you've shared your letter with your mother, review your feelings with your young women's leader. My mom signed off on it, so I must have done it. Oh, maybe that's my dad's. I don't know. (laughs) Wow. 
Oh my god. Okay. I'm actually crying. This is so bad. (laughs) (laughs) The other ones aren't actually that problematic as much. Like, they're just, like, praying to be reminded that you'll, like, be respectful and stuff of people. Mm -hmm. So that was okay. Like, what does your family name mean to you? Talk with your parents or grandparents about your family name and what it means. Mm -hmm. I don't know. My last name was Johnson. It just meant we were the son of John. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) Um, Okay. Individual worth. I am of infinite worth with my own divine mission, which I will strive to fulfill. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Promote individuality, but also don't promote individuality (laughs) by making you chant this, um, recite this theme every week and also dress a certain way and act a certain way. That's yeah. um, But your worth is based on church standards, not on anything else. So yeah, Yeah. that sounds really healthy. (laughs) Um, What was the one? This is one that I did one, two, I did three in individual worth. So the first one was request a blessing from your father or a priesthood holder when you face a special challenge. Oh, man. (laughs) As soon as possible after the blessing, write it in your journal what the blessing said and how you felt about it. (laughs) I don't have, again, I don't have any of these details because (laughs) I was paying attention to that part of it. Um, (laughs) Cut out words and pictures from magazines or newspapers that describe you, your abilities, interests, hobbies, and dreams. Glue these words and pictures on a piece of paper to form a collage. Show your collage to your parents, young women's leader, or class. Then display it in your home. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I remember doing this. I remember cutting out, like, <laughs> years out of, like, like sports magazines and stuff. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask if you, like, what you had on your collage. I think I had skiers, and I think I had, like, a gold medal or something. Like, I was, like, I don't know. into. Maybe that's what your rich and famous thing was going to be. You're going to be a gold medalist gold skier. Medal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next, what's her name? Uh, Peekaboo. Peekaboo Street. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's all I remember about it, though, and I don't think my parents displayed it in our house because my mom would have been like, no. (laughs) Put it in your room. (laughs) Okay. Okay, here we go. Make arrangements to go with your family or ward to the temple and perform baptisms for the dead. Before you go, find out what it means to be baptized for the dead and share your feelings and experience with your parents or young women leader. 12 years old and we're doing these weird culty mm-hmm. things uh, uh, okay moving on knowledge I will continually seek opportunities for learning and growth yeah okay Um. which ones did I choose oh participate in a physical fitness activity for at least 30 minutes a day five times a week for a two week period Jeez, I love that there's always this like timeline of two weeks, and like, and like, you only you do it for that long, and then you're done, you know. And and I guess maybe they're trying to build build habits. Build the habits, yeah. 
But at the same I just time, find it like, funny that in knowledge we have physical activity. Physical. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But where else would it fit? Yeah, probably nowhere else. Maybe, no, I don't know. Choice and account. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're to choice and accountability. I will remain free by choosing good over evil and will accept mm. responsibility of my choices. Wow. At 12 years old. 12 years old, yeah. Um, be responsible for getting yourself up on time at least two for at least two weeks. Be on time for meals, family events, classes, and all other activities. Gross. So you're being accountable I, by being on time. Yeah, punctuality, okay. Okay. Here's this one. <laughs> Pay a full tithing this year. Hmm. Each time you pay your tithing, ask yourself how you feel about it. Would it be pleasing to your Heavenly Father? Wow. Attend a tithing settlement with your bishop. Wow. So it starts there. <laughs> yeah, that's real young. I mean, really, technically, it starts in primary, but mm-hmm. now you're at 12 years old, and like the boys go into young men's and priesthood, and it's at 12 years old. And so it's mm-hmm. there's already driving this into you pay your tithing pay your tithing on what <laughs> like, i know i was 12 I like <laughs> i lived I in the country allowance. it's not like i had like a paper route like yeah i didn't get an allowance i always just no. like i was like that's what i'm i can like i try to think of like oh i didn't pay my tithing like as a child but i still remember the guilt of not paying it Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't. Not even having the money to pay it. And like yeah. not feeling special that you could go get the tithing slip. Yeah. And then also the um, like birthday money. I would get birthday money and had to pay tithing on it. I'm like, yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. my, all my aunts and uncles, they pay for stuff from my grandma. Mm-hmm. And so like they'll put money in her account for like different things. And she pays tithing on that. So like most of them are Mormon. They've paid their tithing and then they give her money and then she pays tithing on. It's so wow. awful. Yeah. Isn't that awful? I feel like, um, yeah, this money's already been tithed. So hmm, yeah. thank you. That's what my aunt said. <laughs> I mean, my aunt's not, my one aunt's not in the church anymore. And she's always like, it drives me crazy that my money's still going to the church because she's going to damn well pay her tithing. And I was like, mm. yep, she is. Yeah. Anyways. okay good works (laughs) i will nurture others and build the kingdom through righteous service provide babysitting free of charge two or more times for someone attending the temple or giving church service Wow. Okay, so several things to unpack there. Like, um, free of charge. So how is she? How are you supposed to pay tithing? Pay my tithing. Um. Also, it has to be specifically for them doing church service or temple work. Yeah. Like, it can't be out of the, and also it can't be just out of the goodness of your heart too. And like, no, like, we have to be told to do it because we don't have, we can't make good choices. We have to be told how to make good choices. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm gonna see what else is in here. Well, I keep thinking too of like, um, so I remember 
getting a lot of lessons of like the spirit of the law versus letter of the law. And I feel like these programs were always about like the letter of the law and that always bugged me. Yeah. Even when I was in it, I was like, this is like too much. You're just telling me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, this is um, in my mission, we had a similar thing like this where we would, um, we had to memorize scriptures yeah. You would sign them off and then you'd get like uh it was called the Stripling Warrior program and you'd get like I can't remember each section you got like it's kinda of, it's very similar. Same thing. Yeah. Like uh you get like a pin and then you get something else. Like at, at, once you got your stripling warrior you got something I think uh, and then I like I got a, I had a keychain that had the iron rod on it. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking stripping warriors and an iron rod. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, it's a rewards program, right? They have you in this little rat race, and they have a carrot at the end, and you get to the carrot, and then they move the carrot, and then you get to the carrot. Like you just are constantly doing what they're telling you, being trained, being programmed, programmed, programmed. Which is all their doctrine too, is that yeah. you're always reaching for the next level. Yeah the celestial kingdom and within the celestial kingdom you've got levels too and so it's not even like so there's literally no time for rest and no. so that's why oh and that's why it's it's you have to do two of these per thing every year they last two weeks like if you break it down you are working on this stuff constantly like you don't get a break right like yeah. it's just and yeah. that's just the beginning of your <laughs> time yeah. in the church, too. A 12-year-old kid. Like, mm. Here's this one. Obtain a copy of the Book of Mormon, mark several of your favorite scriptures, write your testimony inside of the front cover, and include a photograph of yourself. Give the book to a non-member friend. Ew. Like. Also, I think of, like, uh, okay, so if you're in Utah... There's not very many non-member friends. And then also, they're going to be, um, they already know about the church. Yeah. Guaranteed if you're in Utah. Like, yeah. I grew up in Utah, and I was like, okay, let me just give this to my Jehovah's Witness friend that my mom is like, yeah, he's making him, helping him learn sports and stuff and be a boy. And like, ugh. anyway. Yeah, like, I lived, I'm from a hamlet. It's not even big enough to be called a town. That's Everybody cute, is Mormon. Yeah, <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> but like, yeah, some of these things are just so, they're just so problematic. Um, ask your parents, grandparents, or someone who has known you for a really long time to tell you about experiences from your childhood and positive characteristics they've seen in you. Like your parents can't just love you and like be proud of you before you have to like engage in this like, activity conversation yeah. like it's it. just very make several small signs that say i am someone special place them in a room where you sleep on a mirror or your school school notebook like definitely did that i did but i of my own well <laughs> at the time i thought it was of my own free will but it's also just like it's ingrained in you like oh yeah. i gotta memorize these scriptures oh i gotta do this i gotta do you know and you just post like reminders to yourself everywhere yeah. Like scriptures on your wall and on your mirror so that you can always have those in your head. Yeah. So, and then now we're in the second year of 
beehive. So it says participate in physical fitness activity for at least 30 minutes, five, uh, ugh, 30 minutes a day, five times a week for a three week period. Oh, so now they're making extended. it longer. Mm. Like, it's so just. I was thinking about this. This is for young women from 12 to 18. 18. Yeah. Right? You, when you're 18 and go to Relief Society. Oh. Or in my case, you get married. <laughs> Uh, no. Um, six years of just complete. You're just in um, ingrained in this, and also uh, immersed in it. Like you're, it becomes a way of like it becomes habit because you've you've been doing it for, since you were 12, and so by the time you're 18, you're like, oh yeah. Yeah, it's just ingrained in you. Um, find pictures of attractive and modest clothing for young women and arrange them on a poster. Explain to your class why they are modest. Like, oh. that also, this is a, this is Sorry. like, so a 13 year old, 13 yeah, year old girl. 13 year old now. Yeah. Okay. Um, think of a time when you were tempted to do something that would have violated your standards, but chose not to. What gave you strength to make the right choice? Share your feelings with your parents. Like, so that they're then aware of, like, the things you're maybe doing or thinking Mm -hmm. about. Like, it's just so. Mm -hmm. uh, It's just, it's just, it's just. It's terrible. (laughs) I, uh, I was thinking of, like, I remember writing this stupid note. Let's see. In high school, I was, I think, a freshman in high school, and I was, like, uh, telling this girl that I wanted to impress for some stupid reason. I don't, anyway. She looked uh, like Shitty Moore. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I, what was it? Because she was, like, super Molly Mormon, and I was, like, you know. Uh, she was, like, the epitome of what you were supposed to strive for. Mm-hmm. And um, she was I was talking about how, like, I left the – Sarah has a similar story where she, like, left the room because of an R-rated movie, and I did the same mm-hmm. thing. And I was telling her about it, and I remember writing a note about it. And she's like, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, hmm, I felt all good about myself. <laughs> and that's the thing, because we're doing this as a class. And so it's, like, almost a mob mentality of, like mm-hmm. – you become so ingrained with it and so it becomes oh. culture it's your yeah. it be, it's not just a religion it's culture and that's why i like that's what drove me nuts especially like living in idaho and utah and then also on top of that going to a mormon college you know like it's just it becomes a way of life rather than oh it's just something that i'm i believe in it's just and then i do it on Sundays or on my own personal time or on my my own choice, like these like other religions, it's a little more of like a, um, yeah, we do it on Sunday. Go, you know, and I have a mindful moment where I go for like an hour and I worship God for a little bit, and then I I go about my life the rest of the week. Like I don't have to, I don't think about it. I think about it, but I don't like it's not everything in me. Like it's not, it doesn't take up my whole life. And yeah. Yeah. But this is the church is all the, the church is your life. Yeah. 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 It's here's another one I have a problem with is show integrity as you fast on Sunday fast for two consecutive meals with a specific purpose in mind. I have such a problem with like chosen hungry mm-hmm. like 
food scarcity is a real problem in our world and there are people out there that don't have security in their food and it just it the whole fasting thing really bothers me because mm-hmm. we have people who don't have the opportunity and then you're telling them that they need like in a child's brain they're gonna be like okay well my family can only eat once a day so I have to go for two days with no nourishment like it's just such a problematic thing to say I'm, I'm yeah. hoping they've changed it but probably not no I doubt they have the um uh, and it also creates a really toxic relationship with food absolutely yeah so. if you want to get what you need from god you need to go hungry Mm-hmm. Like if you are being bad, quote unquote, and eating on fast Sunday, like it's it's just so toxic, especially for a developing teenage girl. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I just hate it so much. I just hate it so much. I hate it. Um, yeah. So that's how it continues on for a lot of. It's pretty much the same thing. It's there's nothing. I'm trying to find one that's like, no, this is good. Like, oh, here's one. Participate <laughs> in a performance such as a dance, music, drama, or speech. Yeah. That's good. That one's fine. Um, yeah. Help your parents plan a family reunion. That's uh, going back to that. Uh, so <laughs> I just have to talk about this really quick. Absolutely. My, um, <laughs> my little sister is in a ballroom group, which is Fantastic. Her performance, I did a, she did a performance last night and um, it was really good. Hers was, she only had one part, you know, everybody, all these groups, local groups had just like one dance that they did, but it was like, it was like a two hour thing and it was really entertaining. But, and some of the groups were really sharp, really good. Yeah. <sighs> the cultural appropriation in it. Oh no. Oh my fucking God. There oh, was no. one and I posted on my personal story, but like the, um, there was one that was like a all girl group. Not a single, nothing that's not white in this group, right? Oh no! And it's a hip hop routine. Oh no! <laughs> and then, and then they dance to a One Republic song, <laughs> which I'm confused. Super white, <laughs> super white, and then they're doing all these like. "Quote unquote." I mean, I mean, they're mimicking black moves, but yeah, like, very yeah. like. And I was like, um, I feel really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. So there was that one. <laughs> Not saying that white people can't dance like hip hop. Oh, yeah. But it's, yeah. Just, it's very um, missing the mark of like. Mm-hmm. And dancing to one republic. <laughs> when I think hip hop, I don't think one republic. No. And then, then there was another one. That was like a cabaret thing, like a bunch of lifts and stuff. Oh, fun. Um, it was to Coco, like the Disney Coco Aww. music, which, yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah. Love all love their costumes. Oh, no. Oh, I know again, where it's going. Again, not a single, I saw maybe one, I don't know. You can you barely pick out, mostly white, right? They were wearing Day of the Dead stuff. Like oh. the flower crowns, really? they had like makeup that looked like sugar school sugar skulls. Right, yeah. Um, I can't remember what they're called. And they were yeah. very traditional looking garb for Day of the Dead, <laughs> and it's a bunch of white people dancing around. And I was like, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was having a conversation with um, a listener, and she was saying. Um, because she saw my story and she was like, she talked about her 
dance experience in Utah and there's similar stuff. Mm-hmm. But then uh, she was saying that, which is uh, part of the conversation was this like, the thing that, I mean, it happens everywhere. I'm sure that doesn't make it right. But also like knowing that most of these people are Mormon makes it even worse for me. Cause I'm like, Ugh. yeah, like, it's not like they're trying to like, show respect to like their family culture or to it was just this is a cute idea yeah which feels kind of it just felt very icky very gross yeah um but that just made me think of like the participate in a dance thing like yeah that sounds nice but then like mm, there's still some there's some problematic stuff that can come up with it yeah that's true it's appropriate for you know like you're not appropriating cultures when you do it (laughs) yeah yeah right oh my god it's been on my here's okay here's another one so i grew up um right next to the national park waterton lakes national park is where i'm basically from mm-hmm. um <laughs> and <laughs> every summer we would have a service project where we would go pull napweed out of like the fields napweed mm-hmm. is this like toxic weed that like takes over everything and is like not native to the area and is like it's bad so we would go, all of us, and, like, we had a huge ward because everybody there is Mormon and has a bazillion kids. So, like, a hundred youth would go and pull napweed for hours for free Oh. out of the national park. And that was, like, our big service project. Mm. And even my mom would be, like, the national park could hire somebody to do it. Like, yeah. <sighs> These service projects, I mean, okay, maybe they do some good, but it's also just like it's forced when it's forced like that. I just, hated it pulling that. <laughs> like I can still feel like the slivers in my hands because they would get into your gloves and just like dig in. I can mm-hmm. still feel it and like, <clears throat> but for <sighs> you know six years every summer we were out there ripping out napweed. Oh man. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So Here's another progress, one. Huh? Earn money to purchase copies of the Book of Mormon. Write your testimony in each one. Include a photograph of yourself. Why do you have to include a photograph of yourself? That's what's... That's... <laughs> and then send them to the missionary, the full-time missionaries. Uh, that's... Um, okay. For some reason, I keep so there's that like video that went around of that missionary that was like caught messaging underage mm-hmm. girls. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so you're gonna have underage girls send their sending their picture picture in a script in a Book of Mormon and sending it to missionaries. Yeah, which this I'm is for my mate one, so you're 14. Oh no, sorry, my mate two, so you're 15. So, so almost to dating age. So once they get home, like it's just Jesus. so. <laughs> Attend a special meeting or class on an issue such as drugs, alcohol, suicide, or eating disorders. Like, yeah. that one's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it coming from the church would be like, <laughs> it's mm. a bit. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. This is just... 
Yeah, so cringy, so terrible. Um, and how it's so normalized, like to have this program, and you're, and of course you're probably with your friends, like in the ward or whatever, and you're all like yep. kind of maybe in competition with each other a little bit, but also just kind of like, oh, where are you at with your, you know, and always checking in on each other, so you're keeping each other accountable, and yeah. And then we get to when I became 16 years old, and that's the end of it, because I uh, met the love of my life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but my first real boyfriend, who was not Mormon, so, oh. yeah. Saw another side of the li- of life. <laughs> he ended up joining the church for me, actually, though. Oh. Yeah. Is he still in? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <I was> no. Like... <laughs> <laughs> he actually um went home for a while like he moved out here for me it's a whole long story but anyways he went home for a while because he was like really homesick and knocked somebody up so <laughs> that's why we broke up <laughs> <laughs> but they're still together and they have a beautiful family and it's wonderful so oh that's good everything worked out the way it was supposed to <laughs> anyway. and you got your what what's, what was that mad cute kids I'm mad your, cute kids your I'm handsome mad. My husband, gorgeous husband. Gorgeous husband. That's what it was. <laughs> I just shaved his beard off, and I like walked in and was like, "Oh my god, you look young." <laughs> <laughs> it's startling when he doesn't have his beard. I'm always like, "Ah, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> this young man in my house. Get out of here." <laughs> so uh, I mean, okay, so there is value in like setting goals like that, especially as a child, sure. and having yeah. like a um kind of a regiment of that and it said you know yeah. i do think there is a good intention there but mm-hmm. i also just i think the 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 goals themselves the fact that they give you these goals and tell you what to do i think is problematic i think it would be more beneficial for young women to be like here are some ideas come up with your own goal and see how you can how can you achieve how this can goal? you achieve this instead and, of sending your picture of your 14 year old self to a missionary like mm. no thank you Mm-mm. no thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh God. yeah, yeah. I... it's just I, I and I still to this day will set goals like I will think about something I want to accomplish and I will like break it down into smaller goals and then I'll accomplish it so I do think it yeah, trained me in that way yeah. it's a good way but I just don't yeah it's the problem of being well, also, they <laughs> always have you report to your parent and stuff and it's, it becomes this whole thing of like oh well i've now your parents know, like you said now your parents know what you're in like what you're thinking yeah. and what's going on and you're, which is good like it's fine to have that transparency but like mm-hmm. what if your parents aren't a safe and you know what yeah. if they're not a safe person <laughs> yeah and it's very it becomes very forced conversations. Like you can't just sit and have a conversation. You're constantly looking for this. Okay. I need to report to my parents. So this is what our conversation is about. And like in my family, my parents were very busy. My dad worked a lot. And so when I had that amount of time, I couldn't have a natural conversation with him. It was constantly led by something exterior to our relationship, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I find like, even now trying to find things in common with my dad if I can find something that will make my dad laugh, it's like, it's like my drug because it's like something that I've found that like he finds humorous and I'm like, ah, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) 
because it's not this exterior like I have to talk to my dad about this like it's mm-hmm. yeah it's very and I'm sure there's lots of families that are that they're very busy with church callings and they're very busy with jobs and they have other kids and so it becomes rather than having this really natural relationship it's very staged and it's very controlled and I don't like mm-hmm. it I don't like it within the church's guidelines mm, yeah yeah and you kind of that's how you start to have like a lot of I've noticed a lot of relationships become very they have like a structure to them that you're taught that this is how a relationship functions and yeah. it's never authentic how it never marriage ends up because yeah. you're um you used most of them get engaged within what like a you know first date second date you know like they're yeah. months of knowing each other not even weeks of knowing each other so then uh those are all staged it's all just creates yeah. this whole thing and then and then it just like promulgates because you're they grow up have children do the same thing to them yeah it's just a it's all like our- my ex-husband came home from his mission. I think our first date was in May. We got married in August. Oh, shit. Yeah. And yeah. that was just, like, the normal. Like, I was not the it's only typical. girl in my graduating class that got married that year. Not the only one. Uh, by even, I think there were six of us that got married. So it's not uncommon. Yeah. And, yeah, and then you just, and we didn't, how did we even know each other? Like, I was still in high school. Like, how uh, problematic yeah. is that? And my parents always want to say, like, oh, we tried to stop you. And I'm like, but you raised me that this was the end-all, be-all of everything I was mm-hmm. supposed to accomplish. And it was handed to me because this man who hit all of the boxes and was a return missionary wanted to marry me. Like, I get so uptight and angry about – that's the one thing that I get really angry with my parents, and I need to work through it, I know. But they would always <laughs> say, like, you didn't have to marry him. You could have done something else. And I'm like, but mm. you – for 18 years of my life told me this is the goal to accomplish. This yeah. entire book was creating me to be an, a goal accomplishing it, right at that first page. I had to have a husband like, mm-hmm. and so I get so angry about it because that's what you're funneled into. Well, and even in the, at the end of that um, theme that you're talking about, the talking about covenants and temple, right? Yes. Isn't that what it is? And a and woman so... can't just go to the temple and make covenants. She has to have a man, at least when I went through. I had to have a man take me to the temple. I could not it's just either go to the temple. either marriage or the mission is the reason why you would a woman would get the um, get her endowments out. Yeah, exactly. And you can't do it early. You can't just do it. It yeah. was. I remember it being very ab- abnormal to hear about a w- young woman just oh, yeah. get it going through the temple just yeah. to get it. Like, I knew a girl, she was a few years older me than me, and she wanted to go through the temple because she was like, I'm never going to get married. And she was, like, pushing for it for a long time. Mm. And they were like, well, just keep dating. Just keep dating. Like, they didn't want her to take – and I'm like, she's still to this day is single. Like, I'm – she's yeah. in her 40s now. She's still single. Yeah. Like, it's just – it just drives me – I'm getting heated. <laughs> I want to sweater. I just – as, as much as I love my parents and I appreciate everything that they did for me, they piss me off to no extent anytime they talk about my ex-husband or my marriage because they can say until they're blue in the face, like, we didn't want you to marry him. But you wanted that life for me. You raised me. I was blessed July 7th, 1985. 
an award and I was given blessings that I would be, you know, raised in the church and I would fulfill my callings and I would and make ordinances. Get married in a temple with a worthy man. It's given yeah. to you right from birth. Yeah. And so anytime they say anything about it, I just get so angry because. <laughs> Sorry, no, go ahead. No, you're good. That reminds me of a tweet that I just saw like a week ago where this ex-Mormon woman said that women in the girls in the church are not given middle names because they're going to be married. So you're right. Even before you're born, it's a thing where it's culturally just not you don't get a middle name as a woman I don't have a middle name because my dad I remember my dad saying that because when I found out other people had middle names I said why don't I have a middle name and he said when you get married you'll be Dustin Johnson whatever mm-hmm. I remember and I'm thinking like oh that's cool I can keep Johnson like what <laughs> yeah yeah but it's because I was supposed to get married and I was supposed to have another name at it like yeah, they don't want you to have an extra middle name, you know, yeah. a middle name to make it even longer because you're just yeah. going to be. But then yeah. they, it's a slap in the face. Oh, we didn't want you to marry him. But, why did but you, you did this because way? you didn't even give me a middle name because you wanted me to get married yeah. right away. Yeah. So I'm just doing what you told me to do yeah. and what the church has been telling me to do, what the personal progress program has been telling me, gearing me up for and ingraining in me since I was 12 years old. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Finding out who the missionaries from my area are, where they're serving, sending them. Like I remember writing letters to the missionaries in the stake because that's what we did one young women's activity. Like, oh. so I know my ex-husband got a letter from me because we did that. Like, it's just so. Mm. Oh. Sorry. No, Sorry. Good. I love <laughs> like, it. I so love Richie. Dust, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> like can say until you're blue in the face no we wanted so much more for you no you didn't or you wouldn't have raised me that way you would have you would have talked to me about going against the grain and not doing what i was raised to do from birth and saying that your value as a woman it doesn't isn't centered around getting married and being a mother it's centered around what you whatever you provide whatever you you want it to be whatever you want your life to be that should be how it is. If you want to be a CEO of a fucking god, like a big company, go yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember if saying, like I wanted to be first, a lawyer, fine. and being told, like, oh, lawyers' hours are really hard for a mom. Like I remember oh. these conversations and just being like, oh. <laughs> but you could be yeah. a paralegal because they have less office hours. Like what? Oh Jesus. Okay. Like, just, just stifle me more, please. Yeah. And I mean, not to take away from the narrative of like women, but like even in like as a Mormon man, like it's mm-hmm. like you were it's mission. You know, you do Cub Scouts, you, you do Eagle Scouts, you do your you uh, go like you go on a mission right away out of and like they've even lowered the age because they don't want you to have any college experience beforehand. No, God, then, no, don't then, think for yourself. Yeah, don't see the world. Don't see the world. Um, and then, and then as soon as you get off your mission, get married, like, and then after that, and make sure you find a job that you can still be a father and you can still fulfill your callings, but you have to be able to pay your tithing, but don't make too much money because you'll start to like, it's just get too worldly. And then, yeah, like I wanted to be an English teacher for a long time. That was always frowned on. I wanted to be a writer for a long time. That was frowned on because you can't make money, quote unquote. And then, uh, 
then like I wanted to pursue like all that stuff. Didn't do it because because how are you money. supposed to support your wife and six kids? Like, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, it's like, all the that... of it is just terrible. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is, and it infuriates me. And it's so much more. It's so much more ingrained than just like we went to church on Sunday and this is what we believe. It's so more overwhelming into your entire psyche of how you were raised. And the more I think about it and learn about it, the more I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Like it's, you know, even as far removed as it is we as we are, we still have those moments of like, oh, like I'll I'll uh, just randomly sing a hymn, you know, like in my and I'm like, oh. You know, and I just, it just comes yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> I remember my best friend, she, we had babies at the same time, and her boy was like, I think he had colic or something. He was not doing great. He was not sleeping. She was like, I'm so tired. I'm singing him hymns as I'm rocking him because that's all my brain can do now. And I was like, I'm so oh. sorry. <laughs> She's like, I couldn't think of any, like, it's just in there. Like, yeah. It's terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. So there's my rage for the day. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Girls can do whatever boys can do. That's right. <laughs> if not better. So. Not better. Add in heels. <laughs> yeah. What a well, and this whole a lot of the conversation that I've been seeing a lot is um, men have been able to roll rule the world for a long time, and look at where we're at. So how about we give women a chance Let and women take charge for a little while and see what happens. Yeah. Oh. Seriously, yeah. So, I don't know. That's where my rage comes from. That's why I'm so like <laughs> crazy. And I know it seems like really hypocritical because I am a mom now and I do stay home with my children and take care of the house and whatever. Like I'm all the things. I was like, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> but the difference is, it's not expected of me. Like my husband doesn't come home expecting dinner on the table at five thirty and. I'm not like it's not the only thing that I'm allowed to have. Like the fact that my husband is upstairs right now playing with my children and like taking care of everything so I can have this time to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Like it there's so much more to my life and I have choices now that I wouldn't have had. I mean, yeah. I definitely wouldn't have been on a next smoke podcast had I not left <laughs> For that you're all grateful. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I have I have choice. And that's the biggest difference I see in my life is I can make decisions with my husband rather than him kind of domineering over top of me. You always have to defer to him. Yeah. 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 Because when I went through the temple, it was still I had to go through my husband to God. And I know they've changed the language of it, but that was the, the covenant that I made. So you can tell me until you're blue in the face. Well, they changed it. They changed it. When I was kneeling across that altar, that's not the covenant I made. I made the covenant that I had to go to my husband. So, mm-hmm. well, and isn't there something? Okay, I, you can tell me if this is. I just know, like, hearing about. Um, cause I went to. I've been to a few ceilings, but um, there's a part of it where the husband pulls the bride through the veil. Is that correct? Oh yeah, if you do your that, endowment. So yeah, I did that because I got yeah. my endowment the day we got sealed or the night before. And so they took my husband and he was the man through the veil. It wasn't a temple worker. It was my 
to well we were married because we got married civilly and then we got married they we got sealed a year later um mm-hmm. so yeah they put him so i said my new name to my husband so that oh. he would know it so he could call me up at the resurrection jesus fucking christ right yeah <laughs> he was the one that took me through the veil the first time and then anytime <laughs> after that it was just like a couple worker and it was yeah awkward shit yeah and they try, I think they try and do that. Like if it's a couple getting married and the woman's getting her endowment, I think they do try to get the husband there so he can hear her new name. Cause how, like, where else are you going to have that conversation? Hey, by yeah, the way, like, this is my new name. Yeah. And like, what man's going to remember that? <laughs> like, That's a good point. I do remember <laughs> mine though. I just, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So weird. It's so we'll have, to have that. we'll have to talk about the temple. At some yeah, point. We, we, haven't, to... we haven't done an episode about that. <laughs> yeah. Especially because they've changed stuff since we were, like, temple-worthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can remember specifically when my I was like, this is going to be my last time through the temple. So oh, really? Like, yeah, in my head I was like, I'm never coming back here. Fuck this. <laughs> I went to a wedding, and I remember sitting there. Yep, I was watching them getting married, and I was sitting next to my husband. And I was like, I'm never coming here again. Like, I just felt so disgusting in my stomach and listening to them. And I thought, this is not, I can't do this. I cannot do this. It was yeah. in Idaho. It was oh. in Oxburg. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, so, yeah. I just, I, I remember sitting there and being like, I will never return to this room again. And I'm just feeling like wanting to jump out the window. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, I was divorced like a year later. Oh, wow. Imagine that. I had revelation that I needed to get the fuck out in the ceiling room. Revelation works. On that note, <laughs> there's personal progress. <laughs> ah, I didn't share my with you all we love it 